Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United WeCast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can now read me on the Fox Sports app or foxsports.com. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA. And that is here. There's no other way to put it. The Russ Westbrook slander is out of control. I just opened my Twitter feed and Trade Russ was trending. Russ Westbrook, by being the Russ Westbrook he's always been, is now the source of all the Lakers' problems. The reason they have a losing record. The reason the Warriors and Suns are so much better. Not Anthony Davis being injured once again. Not Talon Horton Tucker flopping as a starter. Not Father Time climbing on Dwight Howard's back. Not LeBron James no longer playing defense. No, it's Russ Westbrook and his damn shooting and his damn turnovers. If only he shot better and took better care of the ball, the Lakers would be fine. That's the storyline, anyway. Russ isn't playing any different than he did the last few years. You just weren't paying attention. A GM mentioned at the time that Russ was traded to the Lakers, that he might be facing a pressure he never had before, and I think he's proved to be right. The attention the Lakers draw is unlike anything in Oklahoma City, Houston, or Washington, D.C., his previous stops. Here's the problem with blaming Russ for the Lakers' woes. He's actually as good or better than he has been in those aforementioned categories, shooting and turnovers, than he was the last four or five years. His shooting percentage right now is higher than it was three of the last four years. His turnover average per 36 minutes is pretty much what it's been, except in 2017. That's when he was a whole turnover worse, and he won league MVP. God bless Antoine Walker, the former Boston Celtics star, for suggesting that the answer is the Lakers haven't had the same conversation with Westbrook that Pat Riley and the Miami Heat had with him, Walker, when he joined them and won a championship in 2006. The you're no longer in a starring role conversation. If the Lakers would only explain to Russ that they need him to shoot less, 
handle the ball less, maybe even play less, everything would be different and Russ would give them everything they need and none of what they don't. Here's the problem with all of that. The two situations aren't remotely the same. Frank Vogel, the Lakers coach, isn't Pat Riley. Frank telling Russ this is how it has to be isn't in Frank's nature and he doesn't have the track record Pat has. Russ also isn't Antoine Walker. Russ is a point guard whose greatest strength is his out-of-this-world athleticism. Antoine's strength was that he was a 6'8 power forward with all-around skills, especially as an offensive rebounder. He had respectable three-point range, especially for a big 15 years ago. And if we really want to be accurate, Walker didn't have to make that much of a sacrifice when he joined the Heat. He still averaged 20 shots a game his two years in Miami. It's just that nearly half came from beyond the arc as a floor spacer for Shaq's post-ups and Dwayne Wade's drives. The Lakers also aren't the Heat. The biggest sacrifice Walker made was coming off the bench, but that was behind a 25-year-old Udonis Haslam, who was serving as the lunch pail guy next to Shaq at center. Who does Russ play behind that will be better if they bring him off the bench? Avery Bradley? I don't see that making the Lakers better. I do see it pissing Russ off. The Heat also had a 25-year-old Dwayne Wade as their best player, not a 37-year-old LeBron James. The Heat, overall, were a nice balance of coming into their prime players and veterans hungry for a ring, not unlike the Lakers of two years ago. I keep seeing this trade suggestion or trade suggestions for Russ, most notably Ben Simmons or John Wall. For those who think either trade gets the Lakers closer to a championship, I have a question. What about Ben Simmons' play or attitude makes you think he would do anything to win a ring? Same goes for John Wall. Why do you think he would accept a complimentary role and perform well in it in order to win a ring? And you do know that John committed more turnovers in his last two playoff appearances than Westbrook did in his last two. And that their shooting, career shooting percentages are practically identical. Let's not confuse John Wall with Chris Paul. When the Wizards traded Wall for Westbrook, the general feeling around the league was that the Wizards won the trade. And considering how their two subsequent seasons went, you'd have to say they were right. One of the cuts Russ has suffered that really bothered me was my FS1 colleague Shannon Sharp sarcastically apologizing to Kevin Durant for anything he ever said bad about him because he had to play with Russ for 10 years. The idea being that that would be punishment enough for anyone and earn them a lifetime pass from ever having to suffer any other indignity. Shannon didn't say all that, but that's what he meant, euphemistically. Well, that's revisionist history, blatant revisionist history, wholly unfair revisionist history, as most revisionist histories are. It looks at KD as he is now, which is not what he was when Russ and him played together. In the same way that Carmelo was a more polished and skilled player than LeBron when they entered the league, certainly as a scorer, but LeBron evolved and expanded his game and Carmelo did not. KD is a far, far better player now than he was in OKC, and a case could be made that Russ is not. But that's because Russ's game, his superiority, 
was and is based on his supreme athleticism. But that athleticism is declining, and he doesn't have any way of compensating. Close your eyes and picture Russ's game five years ago. What's different? What shot or move does he have now that he didn't have then? I can't picture a single one. KD? Man, where do I start? His two-dribble pull-up from the pinch post wasn't a staple in OKC. His baseline turnaround wasn't either. His one-dribble pull-up three. His defense has improved markedly. His passing is clearly better. I can't tell you why that happened. Russ has long been a gym rat. But sometimes it's not just about working hard, it's working smart. It's being a technician. It's not about perfecting your strengths, but improving on your weaknesses. KD has done all of that. He's put in the work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What kills me about watching Russ with the Lakers is that I know he is not a selfish, careless player. He wants to help the team. He wants to make the game easier for his teammates. He always has. There's a reason you won't hear teammates talk bad about him, in spite of the fact that you're far more likely to see him glare at a teammate than put his arm around him, at least in a game. It's because they know that glare is a reflection of how much he cares, how much he wants to win, how much he wants them to win. He wants to deliver whatever LeBron and the Lakers need from him. He just doesn't know how. His answer is to play harder and faster, because that's how he has always played. That has always been the answer. And for many years, it was a damn successful one. But if you're wondering why he's missing all these dunks and layups now, it's pretty simple. He doesn't have quite the same lift he once had. He's missing layups and dunks by inches. Inches that were once there in spring or step. Inches that are now gone because he doesn't quite elevate the way he once did. Slowing down, shooting from any angle other than that at the rim, it's as if it's not in Russ's physical vocabulary. There was a time I considered him better than KD, in much the same way I would have taken Derrick Rose over LeBron. Because they were, in the ways I thought important. They played harder, they didn't take plays off, and they were fearless taking a shot with the game on the line. I have to laugh at the LeBron fans who are so desperate to say their guy is clutch when poll after poll after poll of GMs, players, you name it, anybody who's played against or with him, tons of people in the league who respect LeBron for what he can do and what he has done, just as I do. And yet, none of them would want him taking the last shot over Steph or KD or any number of other players. LeBron's name doesn't even come up in that conversation with people in the game. So, trot out all the clutch stats you want. Those who know, know. But back to Russ and KD. Russ played harder than KD, and he was more fearless in Oklahoma City. 
Same with D. Rose over LeBron at the time. Derek's knee injuries and LeBron's continued evolution and success makes the choice at the time look bad now, just as I, or anyone else, wouldn't dream of taking Russ over KD at this point. But back when I made those statements, LeBron wasn't what he is now, just as KD wasn't either. I'd make the same choice again at the time because it was based on who they were at the time. This isn't me being stubborn or refusing to say I was wrong. I can be the former, but I've still admitted the latter plenty of times. I wasn't wrong on these, and that's not emotion or pride talking. Well, maybe a little pride. Shannon, or any other Lakers fan, wanting Russ to play conservatively in order to not turn the ball over or miss any more dunks doesn't understand. Ask him to play that way, and you aren't going to get any of the dynamic things Russ can do. He's not going to be a scorer in half-court sets, only taking catch-and-shoot threes. He's not going to break defenders down or create plays playing methodically. He's also quietly 33 years old. There are times he falls and has to get up, and I recognize someone whose knees are stiff and achy. I know all too well what that looks and feels like. This, by the way, is also the cautionary tale for Damian Lillard and those who suggest that he needs to get up out of Portland and go someplace he can win a ring. Because there are no guarantees that a ring will be had wherever he goes. Do you think the Lakers would be better than the Warriors or Suns if they had Lillard instead of Westbrook? They'd be better, but... They still wouldn't be anywhere close to the best team in the West because their defense wouldn't be significantly better. The 76ers would be better than the barely 500 team they are right now, but they wouldn't be better than the Nets or the Bucks or even maybe the Bulls. So what would Lillard get out of leaving Portland other than the treatment and resentment from the fan base that he's not the answer to their problems? That's what Russell Westbrook is getting. Lakers fans don't care that this same Russ, playing this same way, helped the Thunder get to the finals once, and the conference finals three more times. They don't care that he won a league MVP and entertained them by being the first player since Oscar Robertson to average a triple-double for a season. They don't care that he chose to stay when KD chose to leave. Is Lillard being dumped on by Blazers fans for his struggles this year? Not in the least. Terry Stotts and Neil O'Shea have already taken the fall. Any number of others will before anyone ever gets to suggesting that Lillard is the issue in Portland, if they ever get there. That's not the case with Russ. Lakers fans don't care that he's a hometown kid, that this was his team growing up. They don't care that he's leading the league in minutes played, that he suits up and goes hard no matter what, no matter what he does, no matter what is said. The team is not winning. He's supposed to be the next best player after LeBron, so it's naturally falling on him. It always does on a LeBron team. That's rarely fair, but in this case, no part of it is on Russ. He is doing everything he's capable of doing. It's not his fault that the Lakers and their fans were delusional 
about exactly what that was. All right, that does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United Wecast Network. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I am planning to do one more episode before the end of 2021. And as of right now, I'm planning to make it about Kyrie Irving and his return with the Nets. We had a chance to have a conversation about this on Speak for Yourself. And I was of the mind that this was going to do great damage to the culture of the Brooklyn Nets. But I've since had a conversation with a couple of GMs who pointed out some things that are, I think are important to consider in the equation and may just shift it potentially. I'll share all of that in the next episode. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.